0: Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. All right, we're going to be reading out of Matthew chapter 11 tonight. Matthew chapter 11, and this is the message version, going in the message tonight. Start in verse 28. I just want to read this to you. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of what? Grace. I love that. Won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Love it. Well, again, we've been in this series called Deeper. We're finishing it up tonight, but tonight I want to preach a message entitled All Access. All Access. So would you pray with me? Jesus, we just thank you for... Tonight, Lord, we thank you for the power of your word, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, Lord. And I just pray tonight, God, that as you speak in these next few moments, Lord, that you would write your word on people's hearts, God, so that we would remember them when we leave this place, Jesus. That we would apply what we learned tonight, God. Because we don't want to leave this place unchanged. We want to leave this place changed because of you, Jesus, So we thank you ahead of time for what you're going to do. And we lean in with expectation in Jesus' name. And for five seconds, can you give Jesus some praise? Come on. Good. There you are. I thought you were falling asleep on me for a sec. It's good. Amazing. Well, I have a question. Has anyone received a gift that you weren't expecting, and you kind of felt like you were undeserving of it. Has anyone been there where you're kind of like, wow, I was not expecting that gift? And I also don't really feel like I deserve it, but it's really, really nice of you. Thank you so much. Um I've been there a few times, and I remember when I was in high school, I was 16 years of age, and I was so ready to get a car. I just wanted a car so bad. And I was just like, please Lord, somehow. Someone blessed me with a car because this boy is broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had no money. Uh, I couldn't even get, like, I don't know, a Saturn. Like, I don't even know. I couldn't get a car. I couldn't, I don't know. That 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 was the first car that came to my mind. I don't know why. Did they even make Saturns anymore? I don't know. Okay. Anywho, I was just obsessed with the idea of getting a car right? And I was just like, I cannot wait for the moment that I have my own car. I feel like I'll have a little bit more freedom than I do now. Like, I still won't have a whole bunch of freedom or all my freedom because I'm 16. But I think just in my mind is like, everything will be better when I have a car. It's just going to be great. And I remember I was on vacation with my family and we came home by the end of the week and we drove up into the driveway. My mom was outside. She was working on some stuff and I noticed there was there was a car in the driveway with a cover over it. And I hadn't seen that car before. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I, I, I walk out of the car, greet mom. Hi, mom. How are you? I love you. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's good to see you. And she's like, yeah, it's good to see you too. And I was like, "Who's uh, whose car is this over here? She's like, she said something like, I don't know. Why don't you go and check it out? <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> Okay, I'll go check it out. Yeah, that, you're being weird, but I'll go check this out. So I'll go over there, and I quickly realize that it's my car. A car that I, I didn't know that I had owned until that moment. So what happened my, was that my mom and my grandfather, they actually went in on buying a car for me together, which is so cool. But I immediately was, I was so surprised, right? I was taken aback, and I wasn't expecting it. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. But then another feeling set in quickly after that. It was like, I don't really feel like I deserve this. And, but it was, I I, I literally was on cloud nine. I was just loving it because it's just like, I have my own car now. Like everything is well in the world now because I have a car. And uh, I think that the truth is tonight that we did not deserve God's grace but it's actually a part of what makes up the definition of grace. The fact that we didn't deserve it. You see, grace, it's an unmerited gift from God to us, to his children. And it's unexpected with how much access we have to God through grace. But it's also, it's also such a beautiful gift. And we could never deserve it. It's unmerited. But it's absolutely beautiful when we realize all that we have access to in in God's grace. It's, It's abundance is unending once we decide to embrace it and say yes to Jesus. But I don't want us to ever grow familiar of this beautiful truth that we have grace and we can actually grow in this grace. We have grace in God, but... Even furthermore, tonight, we have grace in Jesus because of the new covenant, and that changes everything. And it's beautiful, but I think it's just so amazing that we have the opportunity to learn more about this unforced rhythm of grace that we have access to. We have all access to it, not parts of it. We have all access, and we didn't deserve it, but he graciously gave it out to us. And I just think it's so beautiful. I was, uh, I was with Mal recently uh, at the beach. We went to Matanzas, and um, I was just sitting in the water, and and I was thinking, I was thinking about my message, and I'm sitting there, and I'm in like really shallow water, and I was trying, you know, like when you're when you're too afraid to go like really deep because you don't, you don't want to find like a shark or something. So you just go in the shallow water and you just like, you know, like get on your knees and you make it deeper than it really is and then you just like lay down and like all of a sudden like just my head is like sticking out of the water but we're in like this deep of water. It's like a foot. And I was just like laying there with my head sticking out of the water and I was like, hmm, this is peaceful. And I was looking at the water and the current was, it was coming against me Right? And it almost was like mesmerizing. Like the ripples of the water and the current. And I really feel like unforced rhythms of grace that come from God. It, it's like that where it's it's constant. And it's never ending. And it's an invitation. That's really what it is. We have, we have an invitation extended from Jesus to us. And we can take it or leave it. But why wouldn't we take it? Because of all that we have access to in Jesus. It's everything that we will ever need. And he's your greatest friend. So I just, I thought of that picture like when I was sitting in the water, but it is, it's constant. It's, and it's not, it's not forced. It's unforced. It's just natural. It's just natural. You know what I mean? It's just like that current that was coming towards me. It's constant and natural. And it's also reliable. Like I didn't expect the current to stop at any point. When I was in the water. It just kept coming and coming. So. I love that. In other translations. With the passage that we read earlier. In the beginning of it. It says come to me. But in another translation. It says come to me all who labor. And who are heavy laden. And I will give you a rest. And that refers to those. That were run down by. During this time. The run down by religious legalism. It was pushed on the people by the Pharisees and the scribes. So that was what he was referring to. Is like, I'll give you a rest from that. The main focus is that Jesus can give you a true rest. A rest that is available and extended to us for eternity. A rest for those who crave for the forgiveness of sins. A rest from the legalistic idea that salvation is earned by works. It is not earned by works. Maybe that's new information for you. Salvation is not earned by how good you can do or how many good works you can do. It's a free gift and an invitation. It wasn't, it, it cost Jesus everything, but it was free to us. So Ephesians chapter two, starting in verse four, but actually before we read verse four, the, before this point in scripture, it speaks on how we were, we're all dead and, our trespasses and sin by following the patterns of this world. But then verse four comes about. Listen to this. This is amazing. So we were, we were dead in our trespasses and sin because of the patterns of this world, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love that which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By what grace you have been saved, 6, verse 6, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, verse 7, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. So that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. How amazing is that? I feel like I should read that passage every day. (laughs) Like, it's just, there's so much in that. But it's beautiful that we, what does it touch on? It touches on that we are, we are, It's by grace that we are saved through faith. And there's this richness of grace available in Christ Jesus. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's a gift from God. And it's not through the result of works. It's not how it's given. But what is grace? I wanted to get like the actual definition. So the best place to go is Webster's Dictionary, right? So I went to Webster's. And I read a couple out, and I wrote them down because I wanted to read them to you. So just a couple definitions for grace. This first one, it says, The unmerited divine assistance given to humans for the regeneration or sanctification. That's a pretty good one. Another one is a virtue coming from God. Another one is a state of sanctification enjoyed through the divine assistance. And then we see in, in the Greek, I'm probably going to murder the translation, but in the Greek, I believe it's haraz or haraz. And I wanted to read just a little piece of the definition that it mentioned when I, when I looked at this Greek word, it's beautiful. It says, of the merciful kindness by which God, exerting his holy influence upon souls, turns them to Christ, keeps strengthens, increases them in Christian faith, knowledge, affection, and kindles them to the exercise of the Christian virtues. It's a lot, but it's beautiful, right? So it's a kindness which bestows upon one what he has not deserved. It's unmerited favor from God. How beautiful is that? So I want to just give us a couple points tonight. In regards to this idea of grace. And the first one. Also if, if you're taking notes. You can write this down. But if you're not taking notes. You can also write this down. So this first point is. We can boldly live in grace. Instead of the law. We can boldly live in grace. Instead of the law. Romans 6. In verse 13, in the ESV, it says, Do not present your members to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are, are not under law, but under grace. That's good news tonight. We're not under law. We're under grace. Talk about good news. We are under the law and not under grace. Or, sorry, we are not under the law. We are under grace. Y'all were about to be so confused just then. I'm going to say that again, though. But the, I'm going to say it again, but salvation is not earned by our works. It's not. not the, it's not earned by the work that you put in or off the good deeds or good works that you do. Salvation comes from faith alone. And are we justified? Absolutely. It is only through the grace of Jesus, through His blood shed on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 6, it says, To the praise of His glorious grace, with which He has blessed us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of Of his grace. It's only through his grace. We were all in need of saving. And it was the richness of his grace. That set us free. I never want to grow familiar of that. Never want to grow familiar. But we are under grace. Not under the law. We know that. Grace has actually been available for people for a long time. We see it in the Old Testament. Even the grace that God allowed people to live in grace, even in the Old Testament. We know this to be true because of Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. It says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So Noah found favor by God in a time where a lot of people were not following God. But he found favor And grace in the Lord. And we also see Moses, when he is confronted by God through the burning bush, he finds multiple excuses on why God shouldn't use him. But God still extends grace to him, which is absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you've noticed this, but throughout the Bible, that is a common thread where God uses insignificant, blemished people for his glory all the time. So maybe that's a word for someone in this room where you're like, God can't use me to do great things. Yes, he can. Look at all of the people in the Bible that he used. If he can use Paul, that persecuted Christians and murdered Christians, for his glory, he can use you too. He really can. But there's grace extended to us. But it's interesting that Moses, he even said, please, Lord. I think it was in Exodus uh, 4. He, he's like, please, Lord, just use someone else. <laughs> like, use someone else, God. And, and God didn't give up on him. He was still like, no, 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 I want to use you for my glory. I want you to set my people free. I want to use you. And that's what he's saying to us. He wants to, he wants to extend grace to you. And we're not under the law. We're under grace. So we can boldly live in grace instead of the law. And second, tonight, God's grace is sustainable. God's grace is sustainable. Second Corinthians chapter 12, starting verse 5, it says, On behalf of this man I will boast, but on my own behalf I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I should, should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it, so that no one may think, think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being becoming conceited. when I am weak, I'm strong. So Paul was identifying the lack that he had no choice but to live in or live with. He's identifying that he, he had a lack. He's coming to grips with this, this lack of his own life that actually led him to a place of strength. Because he, in the midst of his, his human condition, he saw an advantage to it. That he is no longer to boast in, in his, his own acclimate and his own um, successes, but he boasts all the more in what Christ is doing in his life. And that takes a humble spirit, too, to boast in your weaknesses, or to, to really just allow God to show his strength through your weaknesses. But his grace is sufficient for you. And there's power that's made perfect in your weaknesses. But it's sustainable. His grace is enough, which is good news tonight. His grace is enough. God allows us to let go of this, this idea of perfection and let God do a work in our lives. And that is the building up that is building up strength through our areas of weakness so I really wanted to just before we, we go back into worship tonight I really wanted to just read Matthew 11 again so we can kind of just meditate on it just a little longer so I really want I just want to read this to you again in in, in verse 28 It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. You'll learn to live freely and lightly. Burned out on religion, get away with God. Grow in His grace. Let Him be your portion when everything isn't going right. Remember all that you have access to in God. His grace and his mercy those are two things that are so vital that you that you can lean on at any point that he extends mercy and grace to you for those that believe and we didn't earn it but he freely gave it to us so let's just stand together receive that word tonight amazing I'd love to just pray for us before we worship for a moment Jesus we just uh, we thank you so much for all that you've done us God and right now in this moment we we remember what you've done for us Jesus the fact that your cross changes everything that you extend grace to us we thank you that we can grow in your grace and I pray that that we would begin that process tonight God that each person individually would would be reminded Often, of all that we have access to in you, which is your grace, Lord, and your mercy and your love. We have all access and we're just thankful because we didn't deserve it. But you gave it to us still. So Lord, again, we, we lay our lives down to you. We say yes to you again god we're not gonna we're not gonna try to earn it through good works lord we, we're just gonna turn and look to you and say thank you for it we love you jesus we praise you well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.